Welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan and I'm joined by Sam and Carl. Boys, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm in, to some background, I'm in my new place. I've just moved about mm, three and a half hours ago to a new place (laughs) and then found out what time you were doing this episode and decided to hop on. So I've watched the film, which... We will mention in a second at two times speed all the way through. <laughs> the reason I had to do that is because I could only find the extended version. So, I watched a longer film at double the speed. So I've never been better prepared for an episode. How long was the extended version? How big is the bigger it was quite big? A lot Sam. longer than the, the normal one. It was quite big. It was. Two hours and ten minutes or something? Jeez. Half an hour longer. 30 minutes more film. That's crazy. quite a lot. I would be interested to know if that's got the same ending as ours. Yeah, it's got to. I mean, we're not going to go by beat by beat because that would be boring. That's only what we did for 70 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God we finally learned that. At least we got confidence in ourselves. We're not going to go through beat by beat, but I feel, based on what I've seen, I I don't know. You could cut a fair amount without losing much. As proved by the movie we watched. Yeah. Yeah. How much more of Tom Hanks playing with toys do you need? I imagine the entire 30 odd minutes were just more clips of him playing with toys. And saying, I don't get it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We watched big. (laughs) (laughs) What a segue. We did. Continuing (laughs) New Year, New You season, we watched big, I believe, 1988. And why not just get into the plot synopsis now? After a wish turns 12-year-old Josh Basking into a 30-year-old man, he heads to New York City and gets a low-level job at Macmillan Toy Company. A chance encounter with the owner of the company leads to a promotion testing new toys. Soon, a fellow employee, Susan, takes a romantic interest in Josh, which I'm sure is what we will be mostly talking about. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) However, the pressure of living as an adult begins to overwhelm him, and he longs to return to his simple former life as a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first thing I want to mention about that is, canonically, in that plot synopsis, he's 30 years old. Yeah. I thought it was bad enough when I googled it and found out that Tom Hanks was 32 or 31 for this role. I thought, Jesus, we're we're now at that stage where we're... I mean, it's been that case for a while. We're the adults. We're the out-of-touch adults in this film. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. I was so startled by the relationship that we'll get into. I didn't even really think that we are, we are the age of Josh Baskin in this. Yeah. But this movie caused me quite a personal crisis in watching it in that all of these adults that are meant to be our age are just like a switch has gone in their head and they're like no we don't do fun anymore and yeah exactly i was looking at that man's apartment with his pinball machine and trampoline and going i would love that every single 30 year old i know would have that apartment if they had the money every influencer that makes any money on the internet instantly buys that very apartment (laughs) yeah I just, I, I was starting to worry that maybe something has happened to us and we forgot that we were supposed to turn into adults at some point. Yeah. So for any 13-year-olds who are for some reason listening to this or... Get off, it's explicit. Or, or, stop. <laughs> yeah. For any 13-year-olds 
who are either for some reason listening to this or who have seen this film, you don't just become an adult and stop having fun. You realise, fuck, I can't do anything. I haven't got money. (laughs) You spend all your time earning money that you wanted to use to buy things, but you don't have time to use those things now. We all want to buy pinball machines. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I suppose. (laughs) If there's a modern equivalent of that. If I had a pinball machine and a bit more time, I don't think I'd be hopping on that straight away. But sure, (laughs) I I get your idea. Yeah, bounce ball up and down. I feel like we've, we've moved forward since then. This is when the height of video games was Pong. All games were just hit ball wait for ball to come back, hit ball again. And then they went, eh, that's not fun. What if it was digital? <laughs> hit digital ball. Wait till ball come back again. Fucking up. Like dogs in the 80s. That's what we were like. Fucking <laughs> hell. Go easy. Carl's pissed off because we didn't have Call of Duty. <laughs> what they did have was the ice wizard and his cavern game that Josh is playing. Yeah. So, I mean, the film opens with him playing this... Uh, sort of text adventure game on the computer. I don't know if you two have ever played games like this. Yes. I've no, always I've... wished they were better than they were, though. Oh, no. I, what, as good I as really enjoy them. Pinball. <laughs> I still have memories of... Um, there was a Stig of the Dump text-based adventure game. And my teacher brought this into school when I was year four. And she's like, I can't figure this out. See if you can, to me and a friend of mine. And sitting there for six hours and never getting past the very first section. They are obnoxiously difficult. Not all of them, but most of them are insanely difficult. I played one a while ago. There's a really quite a famous Hitchhiker's Guide one, Text Adventure, where basically the only way to play it is to already know each step involved. Because in the first, like, couple of steps of the game so that's levels whatever you need to as you're walking out of arthur dent's house you've got to pick up the mail that's littered on the floor and you need to know to do that or else three or four hours further down the game you are locked you're done and you've got to go all the way back to the start and it's so (laughs) fucked in terms of difficulty you just need to know the random stuff that you need to do it's barely a game, to be honest. It doesn't sound fun. I think I would have no, a breakdown it if wasn't. that happened. <laughs> yeah. Give me back my digital ball to hit against a digital wall, please. Well, this is why digital balls <laughs> persisted for so long, clearly. We still play with digital balls. It's just in, like, FIFA, they're very nicely rendered. <laughs> and that wraps us up for this week. <laughs> So when we're talking about that game, because it happens here at the opening of the movie and also later on at the closing of the movie, and I felt like it was supposed to mean something. The whole being stuck in ice thing was supposed to represent something for our character, but I could not get to the bottom of what it was. And you boys are a lot smarter than me, so I was wondering if you figured out what that enigma was meant to mean. Well, when he's playing it in the first one, it's his parents keep distracting him, and that's the reason he doesn't win the game. And then when he wins at the end, it's because he's an adult and his parents have finally just fucked off because they think he's been kidnapped. So I think it's that your parents are standing in your way. Yeah, parents just get in the way of your fun. So if you can, well, wait till they die or fake your own kidnapping. And then you can have fun. But then ultimately, after he plays it at the end, that's what spurs on his decision to go back to his parents. He's like, fuck, I could do some laundry right now. I think it just seemed like (laughs) a really good way of bookending. Right, okay. That's what I suspected it was. It doesn't mean anything. It didn't... Not as far as I could tell, anyway. It didn't matter that he'd beaten it this time. That was never... If the whole point was getting smart enough to beat this game, maybe. But it's not like he wasn't smart enough at the start. No, no, he knew the answer. He got distracted by his parents. There's a lot of things that this film, pre-big, 
There's a lot of things that it establishes. <laughs> the pre-beginning. Pre, pre-beginning. Let's go with small, eh? Uh, okay. In the beginning, small. before the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the relationship with the friend and with his parents and his love interest, Cynthia. I don't know how much of this you got in your brief cut of the film. <laughs> if the entire extended edition is just more small. Did your version just start with him being big? Because we watched very different films. If they just cut out small. <laughs> Ironically, then, we would have gotten the bigger cut. <laughs> Well done. Thank you. <laughs> now, we had this with Billy, the mate, and I, I think it's important to have that. Not so much Cynthia, but Billy appears throughout the rest of the movie, so he does need to be set up. I think yeah. this is a good segue as well into talking about why he wants to be big. Because he's not like, unlike other American films of this time, his school isn't awful. He isn't bullied. His parents aren't particularly burdening him with anything. He's got a good setup, really. The thing that spurs him on to wanting to be big is very literal in that he wants to go on a ride at the fairground. He is about two inches too short to ride. He heads straight over to the Zoltar machine (laughs) and gives the most non-specific wish he possibly could to, unfortunately, a real magic Zoltar, and it takes it as literally as possible and makes him an old person. Wow, oh God, I just stabbed myself in the heart. (laughs) Makes him a normally aged person. (laughs) When really he just wanted to be a bit taller. Yeah, and he has to come to terms with the fact that I've got to do a podcast now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he wanted to be 15, if we're honest. Yeah, absolutely. Becoming 30 was not the answer to any of his problems at all. You don't need to be 30 to get on the roller coaster. Like you say, he had to be two inches taller. He had a crush on a girl who was maybe a year older than him. Probably can't pursue that one now. Might go to prison. Uh, well, nobody goes to prison in this movie, call. I think it's fine here. <laughs> Some True. people definitely should. Yeah. He thinks he has a chance with her. And while they're waiting in the line for this roller coaster, it turns out she has a boyfriend and she's bragging that, well, he can drive. Yeah. This is a common yeah, thing in all these movies we watch. It's just... 13, 14 year old girls and their 21 year old boyfriends. And it's always just fine. No one's ever really picking up on it and going, well, that's a bit odd. And aren't your parents. Well, he's, yeah, this, this guy, this kid is it. clearly the, uh, the teaching assistant in the school. <laughs> he's there, the gender swaps, uh, Lindsay Lohan and guy. Uh, but yeah, she, she introduces him. She doesn't, she doesn't say what his name is. She says, he can try. And I don't think she does. That's all she says about him is he can drive. So yes. this is the girl that... And even though he's already lost that girl and they'd already he's only really been interested in her for like about a day, he goes and makes this wish. Uh, he says big when yeah. he meant tall, so that leads to the rest of the movie. And then the rest of the movie has nothing to do with that girl or learning anything or his situation no. of being a kid. This is now just a comedy about a kid in a man's body and his experience in the adult world, which I have no problem with. I, I enjoy what's going on through this, but don't expect a lesson if you want one. Even people who need lessons do not get lessons. <laughs> well, the lesson is basically uh, don't grow up too fast. Yes, okay, Still sure. enjoy your childhood and... You know, there's nothing wrong with embracing a childlike side to you. Uh, and I think I'm as far sh- as that goes, it does it kind of well. But the other lesson of kind of be careful what you wish for, it does not do that well at all. I'm not sure either of those lessons are done that well because his adult life is amazing. Really good. Really good. It, it, it took it out him of the park. six weeks to 
adult better than I ever have. <laughs> he got one of the long, biggest. Is that how long he is an adult? Yeah, the whole, the whole thing's meant to take place over a month and a half. Hang okay. on, you you watch the extended edition and they cut six weeks. <laughs> yeah, but it was. D- does it actually say cut six weeks? No, okay, no, it, I completely um, missed that. The whole six. I was watching it very period. quickly. It gets mentioned a few times throughout, but yeah, the whole thing takes place in six weeks, and he's gone from man with the brain of a ten-year-old living in a motel on a street where there are prostitutes, guns going off, and within what two weeks, he's the VP of one of the biggest toy companies <laughs> in the world. Yeah, because of course the job that he gets is a toy company, because according to films of this period, every adult job is working in a toy company. Yep, in a corporate office, having nonsensical meetings all day. Still toys, yeah. but... The, the first yeah. job he gets is computer operator, which is just, do you know how to use a computer? Yes. Well, this there you the go, then. I believe that. This was, this was back when you could put on your CV typing as a skill. <laughs> I mean, you can do that now. I just don't think it'll help. <laughs> it just won't get you very far. <laughs> yes, I know. You typed this. It was an online application form. Copy-paste it. <laughs> I did uh, wonder what your thoughts were, or rather if you had a rant about this call, for Ooh. a man who is has the mind of a, is a child, really, walks into an office has an interview, they do absolutely no vetting and get the job on the spot. How does that compare to your experience being a qualified adult with 17 years on this boy and having applied for jobs over the past few months? Similar vein? I mean, it wasn't that I got annoyed. I was more jealous of (laughs) that there was a point in time where it wasn't just so easy to check everyone's background that he literally just wrote a fake social security number made up a load of shit for his job history and they just said when can you start that hasn't been my experience i interviewed for a job september 29th that was finally offered to me Five days before Christmas. He'd done his six weeks as an adult in that time. We've we've introduced so much technology to get rid of when can you start. How have we managed to slow down a process this much? (laughs) Don't worry, we've we've brought in a load of computers, so... From what people say, I mean, none of us were working in the 80s, uh, but from what people say, this is what it was like. This is what old people say. It's like, oh, you want to get a job, suit. walk in there and ask for one. It's like, no, mum, that's not how it works. When you were younger, did people say just go around handing out CVs? Like, yep. you could just walk into a coffee shop and be like, oh, Here, here's me. I took that advice. It never resulted in a job. It's insane. <laughs> I think the only response I ever got was, oh, we have a, we have a website you can go and fill your details in. Of course. Okay, yes. I'll go home. They'll push it back at you. I'll, I'll, I'll go say, take off the suit that my nan said I should wear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's acknowledge this CEO. Most CEOs in films like this are portrayed as assholes. This guy is, they're trying to portray him as a really nice guy because he's down to earth and he just cares about the product and that kind of thing. Fuck this guy. He gives raises to people because they come up to him at parties and ask for them. That's not the process. <laughs> well, if you can hand out your CV and get a job, you can ask for a raise and get one. Someone runs into him and he, gets, he makes them the vice president. And we're not over-exaggerating that either. He, he starts as a data entry guy, first day, and then same day gets VP. Yeah. Shall we 
talk about more of his ingenuity at the company. So there's this other character, Paul. He is like the foil of the movie. He's Susan's current boyfriend, and he's like a high exec at the company itself. And he he comes into a meeting and he pitches a skyscraper which can turn into a robot, which is obviously shit, because you can't play yeah. with a skyscraper, you can only play with a robot. And what is our main character's name? Josh. Josh. Josh, thank you. He quite rightly says, only one of those is good. And then they're like, okay, what else should it be? And he says, I don't know, something like a bug. And that blows <laughs> everybody's mind. <laughs> Everyone in that room thinks that is amazing. Bug is obviously better than Skyscraper, but I don't know why they stopped there. Or, if anybody else wanted a better position or a raise in that room, all they had to say was something better than Bug, like Lion (laughs) or Gun, and they'd have easily (laughs) taken that VP position. But no Bug rolls out. A gun that turns into a robot would be a pain in the fucking arse. Turn back into a gun. That's more useful right now, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love that, yeah, all these meetings are just so much like Jerry's meetings when he's in that um, simulation in Rick and Morty, with just guys going, great job, yes. Even topped off by the mailman in this movie, just going, my man, at one point. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that. So it's Paul, is it? Crazy that you remembered that name and not Josh. But Paul, at the end of that meeting, just mumbles to himself, you don't just come to a meeting and say bugs. (laughs) Well, that's why this guy's winning. Yeah, that's how that's how you win. Does it not drive you a bit mental that 999 times out of a thousand, man with... That, that, that math works. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what Evan's brain explodes. Man with brain of 10-year-old. <laughs> is that me or is that the character in the film? <laughs> Because in my mind, percent only goes up to 100. <laughs> 99 times out of 100. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man, man with brain of tenure. It's, it's another Tom Hanks movie. It's Forrest Gump. It's just he manages to play people who should not be even functioning in society, but just luck into everything. His whole innocence that we see throughout this movie, no one can get their head around because they just assume he's got an angle every single time. We're all manipulating everyone all the time, so he must be in some way. We just can't tell what. And I almost think that's quite endearing, because that's that's throughout the movie. Is He didn't even realise that she's one of those people he can't see past, but you're nice. Hold on, what happens 999 times out of 1,000? Evan threw me off, but I forgot that bit. Oh, that person fails at all things in life. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I've got you. Yeah. Like Forrest Gump. No one, no one Forrest Gumps their for way it. through life. He's just doing it again, but before. Evan's brain exploded in front of me, and I forgot what I was saying. I think both of your brains have exploded. Yeah, he, by coincidence of the movie, because all adults in this suck, that is the only reason he gets away with looking like a normal person. When to any other average man on the street, or woman, he would look insane. And that was the issue I had early on with Tom Hanks playing this, a man as a child, a child as a man rather, because when he's hanging out with his mate, Tom Hanks isn't really acting like a boy. Because we saw Josh as a kid and he wasn't really a childish boy. If anything, he was mature for his age. who had a lot of good stuff going on. But then when they're sat in that cafe looking for a job together, he was kind of playing it as mentally challenged rather than kid. Mm, yeah, in that in the cafe, 
that was a bit of a it was a weird one because he was very distinctly i thought tom hanks did a great job of acting childish in general and i don't know how much of this was in the script and how much was just him but that scene in particular he was a toddler at most (laughs) yeah went back too far it's it's like we discussed in freaky friday where it never felt like they were embodying the person we'd already met because it felt like he was the embodiment of adhd once it was tom hanks plays child from yeah in the cafe where he's just disgusting people around him with the cream and cherry in his mouth to when he's in the limousine with the woman susan and yeah she's trying to talk to him and he's just pressing every single button around him ignoring her opening up the sunroof climbing through trying to use the telephone while she's trying to open up to him it doesn't feel like a 13 year old in any way he's like a 13 year old on cocaine (laughs) there's only a few times he truly acts like a 13 year old and one of those is when he bumps into her in the hallway in the office just before he gets that instant promotion and all he can do is stare down her top as she's banging yeah. her. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, now we're hitting home. Damn 13-year-olds, eh? Not like adult men. <laughs> in, that, in that scene where he is gazing down her top, how many of those 999 fucking <laughs> Let me start that again. <laughs> I'm sorry, how but I expected more of you and I'm people sorry. People out of a thousand do you think would have predicted that later in the film he was going to go on to fuck this woman? Because I did not guess that that would happen. I mean, I... Uh, wait, hang on. Had you not seen this before? No. No, no, oh. this is my first time. I didn't think they had would have sex because, well, he's no. a 13-year-old boy. I figured they would find a way to avoid that ever happening in the story. But yeah, th- this boy is probably going to be damaged in a few years' time. Yeah. So let's get into this now. Let's, let's <laughs> set it up for everybody else. That's what he said. He's working at the company. He slowly starts to build a relationship with Susan, who originally, as we learn, has been like getting with powerful men at the company for a long time. And her current boyfriend, Paul, is just like, this is just another guy in the chain. Yeah, she seems to have slept with every up-and-comer in the company. Paul was the next big thing until it turned out skyscrapers with heads is a bit shit. So all she did was go bugs. after the next guy. As soon as someone bugs, said, though. they walked into a meeting and said, bugs. Even even though you can't do that, he did that. And she just went, well, she I... Kn- yeah. <laughs> well, 9,999 times out of 10,000, you're going to choose the guy who says bugs. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, but it, it seems to be this more genuine relationship. They they start going out. He invites her around. It's not sexual, really, at the beginning. She's gunning for it, to be fair, after this party and in the limousine. But the film and plays she's off still as... in a relationship at this point, don't forget. Yes. Well, she is desperately trying to get fucked. She still is with Paul, even though we don't like Paul. The next she's still with him. He's in the car with Paul. Yeah, and he's like, so did you have a good night with Josh? And she's like, mind your own fucking business. It is his business. <laughs> I will cheat on you if I like. I cheated yeah. on the last guy with you. And on the guy before him with him. And I'll cheat on the guy after him (laughs) with him. And then it's not until really they go, so they have this whole night out like along the pier and then they end up going dancing. And I'm quite enjoying the movie at this point. And then as they're dancing, things get a little bit more intimate, a bit more physical. And whilst you see him as an adult, it's fine. It's just a movie. And then your brain forces you to remember that he is a 13-year-old boy dancing with a 13-year-old woman. And things are now getting sexual. And this actually leads into a sex scene, which as I was reading articles about this said was implied. But I'm sure it was pretty concrete that they had sex. 
At least an I hour mean, version. Well, I don't know if they cut that out for you. <laughs> More small, less sex. <laughs> he was groping her, and then cut to him dancing through the office. It's pretty, it, he- I mean, heavily implied. Maybe he grabbed a tit and that was enough for him. Oh, yes, yeah. we did see a grab tit. Yes, okay. Yeah. Pretty, it happened, I think. He grabbed one tit and went, right, I'm off to my top bunk now. You can have the bottom bunk if you like. That's enough for me. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah, pretty horrible. One other thing that happened around this time, so it's, or slightly before, when they're still at the place where they were dancing, at the, yeah. whatever it is, the circus, he walks... Past. I mean, what, what is it? The theme park? I don't know. It was a pier, I think. They've just gone on all those rides, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Maybe this is extended cut stuff. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <they are. laughs> it's got to be somewhere. More small, it's more got, rides. It's got to be somewhere. I don't remember the name of the fortune teller box. Zoltar. But Zoltan. Zoltar. But they walk past Zoltan, is it? No, it's Zoltar in the movie. Zoltan is a real box. Oh, okay. Zoltan is also a character in The Witcher. Also a character in Dude, Where's My Car? They walk past this box, and that's like, that feels like it's, he's walking away from it. That's symbolic. He's making a choice of being like, oh, it's right there. Because we see later on, he knows where it is. The whole six-week thing that has been established at the start of the film is gone out the window because it's right there. He knows where this thing is. He can go back anytime he wants from this point onwards. Oh, I assumed he didn't. I'm ranting. Yeah, see I, it. I was under the assumption he hadn't seen it, and we were shown it, but he was too into his. He thing. runs back to it at the end, though. He doesn't because wait for the... Billy gives him the. Pe- that's what they were waiting for from the office. Was they cut some weird bits from your extended edition, Sam? Does does he even get that information from yeah. Billy? I thought he just ignored it. So he ignores him. Billy goes home, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, no, I've got to actually give it to him." And then he slams it down, and it just so happens that Josh has also been thinking about this. What version have you this seen? This is what happens when I you watch a movie very quickly. at two and a half times speed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you watched a two hour and ten minute movie in an hour? <laughs> less More or less? Just about an hour, yeah. I watched the first bit at normal speed. That's why all my notes are on that. <laughs> There's also a scene somewhere in there. Just quickly, and I'd be interested to see if you had this one as well. His birthday party, where him and Billy go to a restaurant, and the concept of this restaurant is there is an old Italian man in the middle who throws dough at people, and then they throw it back and eats it. Yeah, does anyone get a meal in this restaurant apart from birthday cake? Because (laughs) food, uncooked food, raw food, raw dough is just getting thrown around, and then, yeah, he has a fucking tambourine or something, and then he holds the tambourine up and they throw it through the tambourine and he eats raw dough. The only one getting fed at my that. restaurant is me. <laughs> but it's a nice pattern that we've identified here in these body swap, body change movies. When Friggy Friday, they had the most stereotypical Chinese restaurant you could go to with curses and everything. <laughs> and in this, I don't think I've ever seen something more Italian than the man catching raw dough in his mouth See, and eating it in front of everyone. Perfect. It's what would happen if you asked ChatGPT to describe what happens in an Italian restaurant. You are so right. <laughs> yeah. Or make That's one of those AI-generated videos where it can't quite figure out what would happen, so it just has a bunch of people eating raw pizza dough. <laughs> That's the secret of this curse. The machine's got nothing to do with it. There's an old Italian man chewing dough, hid hiding behind the machine, granting wishes. Handing out fortune dough balls. <laughs> <laughs> 
post-chewed, of course. <laughs> he's chewed them into the shape of a fortune cookie for you, so he's like crimped it with his teeth. <laughs> oh, it's all soggy. <laughs> you got to pull it apart, and there's this little mashed up bit of wet paper in there. <laughs> I wish I was big. <laughs> I don't really have much to go from this, but I love the scene where it's before they have sex. Susan goes to his apartment for the first time and he makes her trampoline. But before they jump together, I really loved the Ted Bundy vibe he gave off as he laid across <laughs> the corner of the trampoline and asked her to jump several times. And each time she was like, one jump, I don't want to do this, I'm an adult. But he was really insisting that she jump. After dragging her up onto the trampoline like a corpse. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was kind of doing a pose, lying down at the edge. And I, I don't know what he gets out of that. I liked whatever that was going for. And I wanted to see <laughs> that movie. <laughs> the boy in a man's body who does too many adult things. <laughs> But, yeah, there is literally nothing in the world that will put her off wanting to fuck. So, somehow that doesn't slow her down. No, so, I don't know if you boys have much between now and the end of the movie. Mainly just about fucking. Yeah, I think we can wrap that up. Because the ending, I think, is important to talk about her as a whole. That is her role in this film. (laughs) We'll cut this bit out. No, I can't cut this bit out, Sam. <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy to talk about yeah her as 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 a whole person or as a whole character within this movie because yeah, she's she starts out as someone who's just trying to climb the ladder by literally latching onto the person who's on the way up, and then I guess she's meant to learn that there's more to a relationship because he isn't just trying to fuck her and. Because, yeah, she ditches Paul because Paul beats the shit out of him at one point. And then it's just, he's meant to introduce her to more fun things and she's meant to introduce him to adult things, but they're all shit. He's introducing her to trampolines and pinball and she's got dinner parties and helping a kid with algebra. Well, there was tit, Carl. Don't forget tit. <laughs> there was, there was and tit. There was touching over, over bra tit. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. well for a 13 year old perhaps yeah i feel like this should have been because she had the part well her part should really have been a bit more substantial i think she's almost like the protagonist for the adults watching who you're meant to relate to her perhaps losing touch with her child child childlike side and then regaining it throughout the film but we don't know anything about her childhood. We don't know anything about her apart from she wants more money. No. And um, there's a point where she's trying to ask him, like, what are we? And you see he is completely incapable of having that conversation because he's a 13-year-old boy. He just yeah. hits her with a comic book and laughs and then wrestles her, which is exactly number one what a 13-year-old boy would do in that situation. It sort of shows that yeah. she's never going to get what she wants from this. Like, yeah, she's having fun, but it's not an actual adult relationship. I mean, I don't think it's meant to be. It's... No, there is nothing more poignant than those final words there, Cole. It is not an adult relationship. But also, it's been three weeks maximum since they met. She was just in a relationship. She ditched one guy for the other. She didn't talk to him till he became a VP, which I assume took at least three weeks of his six weeks that he had. What I thought that was she day want? one. It three like weeks it and one. she's like well, are we are we gonna be this forever then 
I assume we're going to be forever and always. Yeah, and that seems to lead to Josh changing his mind in a way. Not so much not being ready for the commitment, but I think having felt after he played that game for a second time that he would be missing out on all the things he could have done between 13 and 30, which is a great range to be fair. So yeah, Billy comes along, gives him the piece of paper that says where the Zoltar is now, which luckily is where they've already been. He leaves this big meeting they're having and she chases him. She meets Billy and this is her like actual confirmation now, even though Josh has admitted to her he was a boy. Obviously, she didn't believe that. She speaks to Billy, confirms to herself that Josh is actually a 13-year-old boy in a 30-year-old man's body, but chases him to the park. Still, like, there's still romantic interest for her there, even though (laughs) she's confirmed that in her mind. She gets there, is pretty lovey-dovey with him. He has the the, the wish granted from Zoltar. Now, she is 100% that this is a boy and still wants to carry on a relationship with him. She drives him home. They share a kiss. He changes back to a boy in front of her eyes. And at no point does the gravity of her actions weigh down on her. I mean, Why is there no moment of realisation like, oh, fuck. I there isn't a moment of horror, him. which there should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of the last things she says is, call me again in 10 years or keep my number and call me in 10 years. I missed that. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll be 23, she'll be 40. I suppose that's okay, isn't it? But not having started the relationship. Not when you uh, did a bit nice bit of grooming when he was a 13 year old boy. Yeah. Yes. You can't really be uh, saying, oh, how did you meet? Well, I took his virginity when he was 13. (laughs) I took his overbra tip virginity up minimum when he was 13. (laughs) One other thing is that he, so after he makes his wish and the machine plops out the card that says wish granted. She picks it up straight from the machine. He doesn't hand it to her. And I was really hoping that in the logic of the wish, it applies to whoever gets the card. And I was so hoping that at the end, he would walk away to his house, it would cut back to the car, (laughs) and she'd be 13 years old. And then the police come and arrest Josh straight away. (laughs) (laughs) The wrong person gets arrested. Well, that's, that's the thing we haven't really touched on, is the police. Because whilst all this has been happening, there has been quite a fucking dark side plot where he's on the side of milk cartons. As far as his mum's aware, her whole experience is there was a man in my house, my son went missing, and all his clothes have been torn to shreds. And then he started sending her letters. And phoning her. And he called her saying, you'll get him back soon. This woman's been going through hell. And then he finally gets dropped off and the last person to be seen with him is this woman who drops him off in her car. She's getting arrested. Yeah, but she just gets to drive away. There should have been a, a stakeout in front of the house. <laughs> this is an active investigation. Although, in all movies from this period, it's like, if you don't find them within the first two days, they're gone. So, yeah, maybe not. Six weeks later. Six weeks, yeah. But you're right, she should have been locked up. But talking about her, and also touching on what Sam said about the Zoltar machine, Susan knows there is an actual wish-granting Zoltar now. She's confirmed that. So Josh may well wake up as a boy, as we know he does, but there's also no chance he doesn't wake up in a world where Susan is the god-emperor of the universe. (laughs) Because why would she not go back and make that wish? 
Absolutely. And it's probably the only reason she feels okay with having committed statutory rape is because now she gets to make the age of consent whatever she likes. Well, it's really <laughs> weird that I was having a look online about this movie before we recorded, and there's one of those weird Mandela effect things where a lot of different people claim that they've seen an alternate ending to this movie where Josh is in his classroom and then a new girl gets introduced in class called Susan. Oh. And we're all meant to get that she's gone and made a wish and her wish was to be 13 again. And there's a, there's a few I mean, different a posts. Ending. I don't know. I mean, that's the most grooming thing that's ever occurred. If a 30-year-old woman goes and wishes to be 13 so she can go and groom a 13-year-old till he's an adult man. I'm double-checking for an after-credits scene now. Nothing. Perhaps that was considered as an ending, but look, we've already said that if you think too much about this film, it gets a bit dark. That ending would make it pitch black. That's horrible (laughs) for a 30-year-old woman to to be chasing after a 13-year-old boy, (laughs) and so to abandon her life to go back to school and pursue him. And somehow scrabble together a new identity. Yeah. What? All you got to do is fill in a form. It's the no, 80s, mate. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Here's who I am. <laughs> Here's my CV, and can I have a raise? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep running headfirst into your boss, and very soon you'll take his job. <laughs> Before we round off, uh, I want to touch on something that we've spoken about. I don't know whether or not it was on the podcast, but we certainly have... If people can believe it in our personal talks about movies, <laughs> which is that this movie is technically a twin movie, which I'm sure is a phenomenon you both know, which is movies that came out in the same year or very close together, which are essentially the same plot. And one is the well-known movie, one is one people do not know. Some examples of that are, these are all from 1998 to show you how common an occurrence this is. Ants and A Bug's Life both came out in 98. It was yeah. Deep Impact and Armageddon, right? Both yeah. 98, yeah. Also, Doomsday Rock, Asteroid, Judgment Day, and Tychus all have the same plots as both those movies. Saving Private wow. Ryan and Thin Red Line. And, of course, a movie we did, call, but you didn't, Sam, which is Jack Frost. Two movies named Jack Frost covering the same mythological figure. I did Jack Frost. Oh, you did? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do it, Carl? Yeah, I was there. I made a real impact on that episode. I'm sorry. And also Jack Frost, which we were all on, 97 (laughs) and 98. And for Big, those movies were Like Father, Like Son, 18 Again, which was remade in the last five years, Vice Versa, and 14 Going on 30, because there was like this big boom of body swap movies in the late 80s for some reason. Wow. I've not heard of... I think any of those. I have 18 again. 13 going on. 18 again, that got... 14. Oh, maybe that's a remake too. Maybe. Probably. (laughs) Although slightly different because she jumps forward in time. Oh, does she? Yeah, she wakes up in her adult body in the future. Maybe we'll watch it. (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) I do think, though, a remake of this movie, if you swapped genders, would get an incredible amount of hate, though. As in... Well, young yeah, girl, a, yeah. Young, a young girl, girl is a thirty-year-old, and then the, there's just a guy who is obsessed with the sort of person they are. I don't even think you could do this movie now. I don't know how it got made. Then it's not all yeah. right if you apply even a moment thought to it. If you reflect even slightly on this movie, it there's issues. But yeah, it didn't even feel like it needed a romance element for one. Not at all. Because 
the story could still have had a lesson to some extent. Sure. His impact on a bunch of adults learning that you don't have to be uptight corporate bellends still works without him having to have one falling in love with him. No, I mean, yes, it does. But it also, it would have worked just as well without him reciprocating that. Yeah, like, true. He didn't need to go along with it. I think what they were doing is certainly come from the point where one of those main experiences of becoming an adult, of growing up, is your first sexual experience. And that's why it's kind of, I won't say it's shoehorned in, because they do they do but rise up to it quite nicely. not an adult. Now he's a no, damaged that's child. that's the issue. I know that is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't passed the threshold. Well, he has, but now he's got to go back. Yeah, well, he, he does it and decides this isn't for me. <laughs> I've gone too far. What I need is therapy. Yeah. Well, there's a reason they didn't make Big 2. He's fucked. <laughs> Big again. Yeah. Oh, his his life is ruined after this. Yeah. As is hers. Well, at least he can always fall back on Susan as she made perfectly clear. And that leads us nicely fall forward, into the question, boys. I'll start with you, Sam, because I offended you by forgetting you were on Jack Frost. Sam, so you think that was good, do you? Oh, shit, Sam's here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. Well, yeah, despite everything... That we've said, no, I, I really do think it was good. Yes, it couldn't get made today. God, I sound old saying that. Hmm. It couldn't get made today, though. And it shouldn't get made today. It shouldn't have been made the way that it was. The All the romance stuff is not good. It was out of place. But everything else in the film, I actually really enjoyed. I thought Tom Hanks did really well. He overdid the childishness sometimes. But this was my first time watching this. And as someone who doesn't have nostalgia for this, I'm going to say it holds up. Nice. Carl? Yes, I, I, this wasn't the first time I'd seen this, but I also didn't have nostalgia for it because I couldn't really remember it. But yeah, it's it, it's a good film. It is just as I enjoyed it. It was watching it as an adult. There are parts that make you very uncomfortable, but watching mm. Tom Hanks live this life of what would you do as a kid in an adult's body, you go, yeah, that is, well, that's what I would do now. Never mind. As a kid, it's in, as I said in that ramble that went, completely off-piste after Evan's head exploded. It's just endearing to watch. He's just having fun. It's a good time. He plays it well. Yeah, I think it was good, do I? What about you, Evan? As unlikely as the chances are, but this is 100,000 out of 100,000 percent, boys. (laughs) Three for three. I enjoyed this. It was fun. I laughed a lot. I smiled all the way throughout this movie. I don't remember a great deal of it, so I don't think it was nostalgia, but it was just a really fun movie. I'd actually, for for some reason, I don't know why I didn't remember this theme earlier, but I've written here, inherently this film is about growing up too fast, which is exactly what Sam said earlier, and learning to enjoy being a kid while he can, so I don't know why I acted surprised when he said that. (laughs) But I've got three issues with this movie, which I can't really get past. The first one is, when they first get to New York City, and there's that tracking shot of the homeless man saying, killer, killer with a knife, (laughs) over and over again, I didn't know had subconsciously shaped my image of New York in my mind, because that's what I imagine. I didn't remember any of the rest of the movie, other than him being big in the Zoltar, but that stayed with me. Secondly, obviously, is the statutory rape. Can't believe that sneaked its way into the movie. And third, I absolutely detested how long we had to watch Tom Hanks eat a mini corn like it was a corn on a cob. (laughs) So long. Like a full minute of him doing that. It was disgusting. I don't know if you got that. Four minutes. That's what the entire 40 minutes additional on mine was. (laughs) 
segment. That- just him going through them one by one and through that bowl. <laughs> Curious what extra you watched because yeah, you it haven't seems mentioned like we watched pretty much the same movie. Yeah, we saw. you've, you've <laughs> yeah. actually not seen things that we saw <laughs> as much as us. I, I think I, it's. Cr- I've got no idea. It's got to be just filler scenes. I think Crazy. you've taken the wrong lesson from this movie. Ever. Go on. Because well, because you're saying that it's about growing up too fast, but being in an adult's body isn't what stopped him doing that. He was doing that. He just had the money to buy all the things he wanted. The lesson seems to be the thing that will ruin your life is a woman. <laughs> uh, that's not a thing I think, but the thing that's that... That's pretty on theme for Carl. <laughs> it's on the theme for 2019, Carl. I've seen a therapist <laughs> since then. But that is really what makes him go back is just nag, nag, no. Um, <laughs> but the things she wants from him, he can't give. But up until their relationship, he's fucking living the dream. He has no intention of going back. He has a pinball machine. He's killing it at work. He's raking it in money-wise. Him and his mate are going out throwing dough balls every weekend. It's a, it's a good time. True. I know you've been joking about it, but I have this surreal image of you in my head as a child, desperately wanting a pinball machine. As It's all you're thinking about as you're taking your little stick and hitting your wheel down the streets. <laughs> hey, I love pinball machines. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't need that because, like everyone of my generation, I had that Microsoft pinball game that came with all XP computers. Whenever your internet went down for a bit or during the dial-up time, your mum was on a phone call, you could pinball away. (laughs) Before we finish, there's one section. Section? No. Basically, there's something which you are free to cut out if you want, but I thought it was funny. So... I don't have a Disney Plus subscription. I torrented this. Fucking come after me, Warner Brothers. It's a <laughs> film from the 80s. But searching a torrent site for the word big doesn't give you the top result that you'd hope for. So, <laughs> a couple of torrents that came up ahead of this in the results. Is this replacing I thought bad it was reviews? worth reading out. <laughs> This is in place of bad reviews. Big torrents. Because this is funnier. This is just the title of the torrent that came up. (laughs) Hold on. Hmm. A beautiful big-breasted girlfriend who was sexually harassed by the convenience store manager she hates and developed a sensitive body, even during her part-time job. (laughs) That's the title of one porn torrent that came up ahead of this. <laughs> I did not realise the they were that specific. That was in, it, in, they're all that specific. The next one... Sorry, that has the energy of... I'm sure you both buy things from Amazon Prime. Whenever you yes. search for something, they have like 18 names and titles to just to hit all those tags so they appear at the top of every search to do with the item. Yeah, but it's like, it's the same thing, except it's formatted as like a whole yeah, the name. thought. <laughs> The next one just starts mid-sentence. It just says, Was put under house arrest by a big-breasted mother who has an abnormal love for me, and I was forced to control and ejaculate my dick, which gets erect day after day. My daily life continues to be affected. (laughs) I love how both of these thematically are actually quite similar to Big, in which there's a sexual experience and the people who experience it come off worse for some reason. I just love the totally mundane endings that they put in. My daily life continues to be affected. <laughs> so does Even Josh's. during her part-time job. <laughs> and the last one, to end on a low note. This one's all caps. Big and fantastic prolapse. <laughs> what the fuck? fuck? You know. 
<laughs> oh, I hate that. Horrible. Horrible. There you go. Ended on the lowest note possible. <laughs> Sam, you now have to torrent all the movies we watch. <laughs> I'm not torrenting any of those. That I've just mentioned. <laughs> Check if any of them are about body swaps. Yeah, yeah we'll do Definitely. it. <laughs> New Year, New Year, we're doing one next week. My daily life continues to be affected. It's sort of on theme. You're a new you in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, brilliant boys. And if that wraps us up, and I think it does, thank you both for joining me and thank you all for listening. Please do leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening and follow us over on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at So You Think Pod. Actually, think YouTube is just So You Think That Was Good Do You. I'm actually not sure what we're doing next week, so it's going to be a nice little surprise. And until then, fucking, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> fucking, yeah, goodbye. Fucking bye. <laughs>